Good morning. It is uh, nearly eight o'clock on a Tuesday morning and I thought I'd get in preparation for my next podcast. Well, it's probably a podcast after podcast, to be fair. I don't know what order I'm doing them all in at the moment. Um, because I thought, I've got a big race coming up. It's a 50 miler. Um, I have done further, but this, after a year of not so great running, um, this is a big race for me. I've got terrible nerves. I've got the central governor telling me in my head that it's, you know, don't do it, don't do it. You've got all these aches and pains. You're not ready. Um, I don't feel ready. Last year it was the, the big freeze. It was the race that um, was called off because it was so um, Arctic conditions. Uh, so I've got something in my head to have to do this to actually complete properly, but part of me just goes, what am I doing? Um, so I thought I'd start early. I'm starting early because there is a lot of prep that is involved. Well, I would say a lot of prep is sort of all last minute, if I'm honest, but because I'm lazy fitness guru. But um, I think this time I'm going to plan some stuff so I can talk through what my processes are with you guys so you can, you know, follow what should be done, really. <clears throat> so Tuesday, the race is on Saturday through to Sunday. It's 50 miles. Um, I think it's 20 odd hours I think you can do it in. Um, I'll be doing it keto. And I'm going to go through today um, what, I, what I'm going to start packing, what I'm going to start getting ready. So I'm going to, I'm going to make some food. I'm going to take with me some keto buns that I make. Um, I'll probably talk about them when I make them. Um, so I can make some sandwiches keto sandwiches, um, I'll take biltong, almonds, um, cheese, things like that, um, maybe some cakes and some fat bombs. So yeah, when I'm going through this, I'll talk to you about it. You can probably tell my voice, I'm a little bit uh, nervous about this race. Um, I have some people running with me. I have a client that's coming to run a first eight, the first 18 miles for support. Um, and then I've got somebody that's possibly running the whole race with me as long as I keep to 12 minute miles yay great I don't know if I can if I can run at the moment who knows but anyway um I thought if I do this podcast I'm answerable again and I usually try harder when I'm answerable so here we go this is day one of getting ready for the race and the first day is being answerable to you so I'll get off and I'll get started have a good day so today I've been getting ready for the race. Um, it is one day pre-race and I've decided to do a lot of stretching with my clients since they're racing and things at the weekend too. So I've been doing some deep stretches, glute stretches, hamstring stretches, calf stretches, all sorts of stretches for a good one, one and a half hours over two days. Um, and I've also been doing some glute activations. Now these are absolutely fundamental for me. I have a real problem with my glutes and my hips I'm quite weak I think a lot of people are um especially if they're runners so I've been really focusing on my stretching uh it's really important and I feel that I've never really done this before before a race and I'm trying a new few new things before this race I'm trying new trainers and stuff so that's going to be interesting 
so I just thought I'd check in with you to let you know what I'm up to. And it's drawing nearer, this race, and I'm getting more and more nervous. Um, I've put a post up on Facebook and um, I've had a lot of positive feedback from that and it's given me the drive to give this a go. Um, I'm very nervous. I haven't done any training really. So we shall see how it goes. I've got a, a, a day of fueling up and getting ready and packing tomorrow. So I will, uh, I'll check in with you when I'm heading over. Okay, take care. Hi everybody, I've just got it 10 miles at Keeldale. Um, it's absolutely tipping it down out there. Um, I really wasn't gonna be on this race today and I've basically had so much support, it's unreal. Um, I put a post up on Facebook and literally everybody that I've seen today, all my friends, they've been really supportive. So whew, it's uh, starting to hurt a little bit in my hips and my feet, but that's because I haven't trained, <laughs> which is very normal. Um, so Kildale, yes, this was the demon place of the 55 last year where basically the weather was that bad that everyone got called off at this point uh, that was at Kildale. So it stopped the race at this point. So. It's nice to be, we're doing it in reverse, but it's nice to be at Kildale, back at this place, um, and be in a happier place actually here. Um, yeah, it, it feels good to be here. I don't feel like I want to give up yet, <laughs> which is good. I've just took some drugs, uh, some nerve drugs. I've just some gabapentin and some codeine, just because I'm starting to feel the niggles. And I always leave the painkillers till later. I'm very stubborn. And I think to myself, oh, I'll push, push, push. And then when I get to the point of like the moods have kicked in and I'm feeling really grumpy, and then suddenly I go, right, I'm going to take the painkillers. I give in, I give in. By that point, I've lost my mojo. So I thought, right, I'm going to take them early today and push through the next next few miles and see how they kick in so i'll catch up with you probably at the next checkpoint or so i'm going to do the checkpoints indoors so they're going to be a bit longer podcasts uh, a bit longer gap in between um, so mile 10 feeling good um oh i'd want to talk about my trainers as well i made a trainer change this is the first race i've worn my sportivas la sportivas mutants um i also purchased some new things last night uh, from uh, Shelley Gordon who has the uh, Let's Run shop, the mobile shop at these races, at the Hardmore races. Uh, so I decided to buy uh, a new bag. So I'll talk about that after the race and I'm wearing my LA Sportivas, the Mutants and I've got some new leggings as well and they're really nice and tight. They're, they're supporting my legs a bit more. So I will talk about those when I've got my head in the game later on. Okay, I'm gonna bugger off now and continue. Bye. Hello everybody, so I completely neglected you all, um, being the lazy fitness girl, that's probably quite apt, um, because I was really, really into the race, um, I don't think I've ever had such a great race, um, okay, I'm going to go over the race and just talk about it and then we can talk about all the things that helped and didn't help and, and all that, so, um, I started the night before, <clears throat> with an idea that I was going to spend a night of getting prepped really, really well. So I had my hypnosis for confidence. Um, I had my CBD vape to help me chill out. Uh, I had an antihistamine because I always, in hotels, seem to get an allergy from the cleaning products of the duvets and things. So I had an antihistamine. Um, I fueled up a little bit beforehand um, I had some water, and I just basically got into bed and chilled out. 
and got an okay night's sleep. It wasn't great. My HRV, my heart rate variable in the morning wasn't as optimal as normal uh, for before a race. So it was around 73, I think, when it was a little bit too low. It did mention to me that I should take it easy. I thought it was quite quite ironic considering I was going to be doing uh, a 53-mile race not so long after. So I was probably at the best I was going to be. Um, I did do actually a couple of days before some glute activations. Um, so that was really, really good. I, the, if you want to get, if you've got weakness in their hips or the glutes, look up glute activations. They are absolutely fantastic. My physiotherapist actually taught me how to do these. And it actually took me two days to activate my left glute. My right glute was firing great, got really into it. But my left glute, it took me two days to get it firing. Um, I had my leg in the wrong position and I just couldn't get it going. So eventually I got it firing and, and I think that really helped me on the hills of the race. I did a, a whole massive hour and a half stretching over two days. Um, the groin area, the hip area, the back, everything just getting ready. And I think that really helped. That may have been what dropped my heart rate variable because I think it's a little bit like yoga. You do put your body under some sort of stress when you're doing these deep stretches. So I'm putting, I had no... Uh, activity the week running up to this race so the only thing I can put down for that heart rate variable being low is is obviously the stretching and the stress that will put my body through um so the morning of the race I made a crappy coffee from the um hotel um sort of supplies which aren't always great so Nescafe granules in those little packets Four of them in a cup with some sweetener and some cream. Uh, I put in there some collagen as well. I don't know why, just to do it every day anyway. But it was good to thicken it up. Um, I had some subliminal energy music on. Um, that was good. Steve G. Jones is um, my guy at the moment and he has been for a few years. I used him and had that subliminal going off for half an hour beforehand oh and the night before I had a cold did I have a cold bath no I had a hot bath for once a hot bath with magnesium sorry I missed the night before a hot bath with magnesium so on the morning I just got dressed got ready decided that I was not going to tape my feet now every race I've taped my feet I've still had blisters but this time I'm using some new trainers I'm not running racing these trainers they are LA Sportiva mutants um I have never run a race in them. So it was a very big what if. And I didn't take my feet up. I, I used sort of foot glide. Shawl, I think it is, this sort of waxy stuff. And I put on my toe socks, my Ingenie toe socks. And then I put over my um, very thin liner socks over the top. So it gives me a double layer. And whacked my trainers on with some new... Um, leggings that I purchased the night before from Shelley Gordon's shop. Uh, I think I've talked about that before in the race. Um, they are fa- they were fantastic. They supported really well. They were just lovely. Probably a little bit small for me, but that was really good because I squeezed into them and I thought, oh, I like them. I'm going to buy them anyway. And they supported me really well. And I also purchased a new One Direction bag. Ultimate Direction. One Direction's a band. What a knob. 
I don't like them. I don't know why they came into my head. Anyway, I'm going to get shut down for that one. I'm going to leave it in there so you can all laugh at me. Ha ha ha. Because today I'm sitting on my sofa in agony, not feeling great, and I'm making a tit of myself. Why am I doing this now? For you guys. Oh, I'm a slave. Anyway, so back to the bag. Yeah, the bag is an upgrade from my other one that I bought, which is the same make, uh, same brand. Um, but it's just a little bit too big. It used to rub me and... In the summertime, when I wore it with the vest on or a little top on, I've even got scars left where the skin's ripped off. So it looks better, this bag. It looked better for that. But I wasn't obviously half naked for this race. It was cold. It was windy. It was wet. So I had um, no idea if it was going to rip and tear me to bits. But it was a bliss. Wearing the bag, I had the same amount of kitten as I would normally, but it just felt light. I felt light with it on. Very weird. Um, so they were my two purchases. So I had a new bag, new leggings, new trainers, all on a 55 or 53, it's called the old 55 race, but it's a 53 mile race <laughs> that I hadn't trained for. Woo! Um, I do these things. So the outcome of these new purchases were very good. The bag felt light, it fitted all my gear in. Uh, I will go through these things on a later podcast about bags and shoes and things like that, because I think... I'm going to try and uh, beg Shelley Gordon from um, Let's Run Shop. Um, you can go online at her shop, uh, Let's Run, um, and try and get an interview with her because she is an amazing lady. She's a lovely, humble lady, and she's had a tough time, and she's also achieved some amazing things within this tough time. And I really respect respect her, and, and um, she inspires me greatly. And... Um, yeah, she made me make like spend money, which is <laughs> maybe she's a devil woman. No, she's lovely. I was so happy that I could purchase things from her and help her business. And she's recently done the spine race, so this is something that I would love to achieve one day. But God, that's going to be way in the future. So I'd like to interview her. So I'll talk about all these things when we speak to her. Hopefully, I can get an interview with her. Anyway, so the stuff that I was wearing, my. Clothing, I've been doing the Wim Hof, as you know. Um, my clothing consisted of a waterproof Pertex Outwell, splash-proofy, waterproofy um, Pertex Outlayer, like a shell jacket. Underneath, I had a very another, another new thing, a horse riding top, believe it or not. It has vents under the arms, so you sweat less. And you can, you can sort of let the air through. Um, a zipped hoodie top, which is th- quite a thin layer, but it was warm. Underneath that, I had a wicking vest. And then under that, obviously, my support bra. On my legs, I wore um, some shiny type things. They're kind of like a, n- a nylon-y material, I think. Um, they're like hot pants. Um, they're some underarm hot pants. And over those, because I, I have suffered really badly with sore bits. Um, I did by the end actually have sore bits and it's because I wee and I wipe or if I don't wipe the uric acid obviously causes a burn or sore and the salts and things on your skin Um, and I get really sore between my bum cheeks right where my bits are and it's something I've suffered with and I find that using Vaseline if I can be bothered to get it out uh, and wearing shorts underneath my leggings seems to work but they have to be thin and I've got the perfect pair so under armour um, sort of this like kind of a shiny sort of material and then my leggings my new leggings over the top and on my feet I had my toe socks and my liners 
and my then my trainers, my LA Sportivas, with a heel razor in because of my poorly calves. Um, I didn't wear gaiters. This is something I was a little bit gutted about when I got to about 40 miles because I did start getting stones in my shoes and they were starting to irritate me when you start to get angry at that phase. So I think I talked to you when I got to 10 miles and I did a little report there. I'll continue on from the 10 miles. The The next big milestone really for me was the 30 mile mark at um, Osmotherly. A lovely place. Um, Osmotherly, my partner in crime, Michael, he was lovely and offered me a lift down. So we got a lift together down. And so we ran quite a bit of the race together at the beginning. But it came became quite evident he was struggling. Now, Michael doesn't struggle. He doesn't struggle very often. It's me that struggles. We've run together numerous times. And I got to the Osmotherly checkpoint at 30 miles. And he was saying he was out. He wanted to quit. And I was like, no, don't quit. Because then I felt obliged to do the same. Um... But I thought, no, this is this is my race. I have to run this. And so I I said to him, get your shit together and get on and, and catch me up. I'm going to go. So I went and for the next 10 miles, I was on my own, basically talking to people that I knew. But I was doing my own thing and it felt really, really good. I felt strong. The whole race, I had no real issues at all. And then 40 miles hit. Um... I started to get sore, started to get tired and grumpy and my feet started to get the nerve pains, which never really happened until that point, which normally within 10 miles I have the nerve pain. I've probably spoken about this before um, and my old trainers used to cause me so much grief. But no, I've been, I was flying and there was a horrific wind and rain out there Um <laughs> but as everyone did it would have known, it was kind of weird. It was sort of, you kind of had to readjust yourself every time you turned a corner and things to get down the hills. But I took the wind as a real huge advantage. Now, everyone was saying how awful it was. And you know what? I embraced the wind because it was blowing for me in the right direction. When I was running down the hills, it was blowing in my face. I have a fear of heights. A huge fear of falling, not necessarily heights being up high, just falling and running and being in control of going down a hill or falling off something. Huge fear. So I walk down every hill normally, absolutely terribly slow, hold everybody up, feel really, really bad about myself, hurt my legs probably because I'm I'm load bearing too much. Uh, but this race, the wind was in my face. It was kind of lifting me. So I felt like I was leaning into this wind. God, if it stopped blowing and I, I would have gone on my face. But I leant into the wind and I ran down every, every bloody hill. Every stone. I didn't care how stony it was. I was running down. I was focused. And I just thought, wow, what is, what is happening to me? I felt absolutely amazing. Um, the other contribution possibly could have been that I'd been complete strict keto leading up to this race and I went all out on the carbs I didn't hold back I've eaten all the carbs um and I had the most wonderful energy until about 40 miles uh the last 10 miles then um yeah they were very tough um I had to leave everybody even people that I chatted to and met up with and I saw some great friends at a checkpoint 
and they really gave me a boost. I felt really, really proud of myself. They all seemed to be proud of me. Um, and I just thought, thought, I've got to do this. Now, at that point, I wasn't timed out. I was on course to get this within the time. Um, so I started slowing down and it was like, what? I couldn't get myself into it. And then three miles before the end, I went, come on, Emmy, give yourself a kick up the arse. And I ran and I ran and I ran. And a lot of that was uphill. Some of the last bit was uphill. And I ran through the town, up the hill. And I got through, people cheering me on, saying, well done, what a great finish. You're running. Wow, well, that's amazing. 16 hours of, of running and, and fast walking. And, and there I was running up this bank to the finish, hoping and all helped. My watch had died. I had no idea what time it was. And I got in. I turned around, showed them my number. Have I been timed out? Yes. You have 26 fucking minutes. You couldn't, honestly, I have never been so gutted. I started crying, my little lip went, it all fucking quivered. I just sat down, my hands on my head. And everyone that knew me caught me and was like, are you all right? And they kind of knew that I'd missed it by a very short amount of time. And um, I wasn't even going to do this race. And something inspired me. The people around me were amazing. And I did it and I flew and I felt friggin' awesome. And it just was like bittersweet to get to that end and 26 minutes off the fucking close time. Um, Hey-ho. I am not officially going to be in the Grand Slam now, which is the four races, the 30, the 50, the 110 and the 60. So I've decided to have a bit of a decision and a think about what I'm doing. Um, because I'm officially out of the Grand Slam, I probably still could get the hoodie, apparently, and say that you've completed it, even though you haven't been, you've DNF'd, technically, um, by not completing it in the cutoff. Um, I'm wondering whether to focus towards something a little bit bigger. I've got Lakeland 100, which is probably one of the hardest races in Europe, uh, if not the world, at some point. Um... And it's something that I found really difficult last year because of certain issues I had. I only managed 30 miles of it. Um, And part of me is thinking, should I be running 200-mile races back-to-back within weeks of each other? And the first one is the Hardmores 110, which is part of the Grand Slam. I've got a real health-moral issue now to think about. Do I do the 110 now? I discovered that I could still get the hoodie and do all that and get the Grand Slam, not qualifying, but the prestige of actually doing the four races. Or do I help friends and marshal or um, be a support crew for my friend at the 110 and focus towards my running at the Lakeland 100? I don't know yet. I know I need to do the Lakeland 100. I'm going to put a lot of training into that. I don't know if I can do both 100 races. It will it will kill me. I don't think my body could handle it. I don't think I'll be optimal for the bigger race after the first 100. So I've got a lot of decisions to make. Um, I'm proce- My process now after the race, I've had a nice hot magnesium bath. I've just eaten all the food I could put in my face. Um, I've got a really weird... Every time I run, I get, <coughs> as you can hear, this chestiness. Um, so this is something that I'm not happy with. I'm lying on the sofa today in my in my sort of comfy clothes, my dog's all over me. Um, just sleeping a lot and look, focusing on work 
little bit of work for the week ahead. And um, it's going to be a week of recovery now. I'm not going to be doing too much. I'm going to be back into keto. I'm going to now fast after tonight. Tomorrow morning, I'm going to have a coffee and I'm going to fast probably for 48 hours just to let my body heal. And um, then it's going to be just stretching, just nice things, just to treat my body good. And then next week, get back into some serious distances again. Let's get some hills and I think that's what I need to do. So that was a quick little snippet of my life on the 53 miles I've just done in the York Moors for Hard Moors races. Um, it was a good one. Yeah, pleasantly surprised. Last year, it was the, the, the Beast from the East race, and it was horrific. It was minus God knows what temperatures, and it was completely different this year. Uh, I, I actually enjoyed it. Sickly enjoyed it. Um, it was a big, big lesson for me. It shows I've got a lot more in me than I thought. With a little bit of training, I could I could be doing all right. So on that note, I'll leave it there and get back to you on maybe some recovery. Um, who knows? But I'll I'll speak to you all very soon. Thanks for listening. Bye bye.